The time is 9 o'clock and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM. Hello and welcome to a special holiday edition of Tanchamar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. Today we talk with Tanchamar Mayor Andrew Black and take a look back at 2023 and ahead to what 2024 might bring. Here's that conversation. So Mayor Andrew Black, you know, I wanted to start off with a sort of broad question asking, you know, in your first year as mayor, what what are some of the the highlights, some of the things you're proud of uh, that have been accomplished here this year? Um, well, I'll I'll start off by being thankful that I was elected. Um, it's uh, I was somewhat uh, hesitant at first to put my name in in the hat, and I'm I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that the people of Tantramar have accepted me as as mayor. Um, the first year has been has been has been great uh, so far, in my opinion. Um, it's had some hurdles with trying to figure out who we are as a new community, uh, but I would say that like some of the the big highlights, uh, we had um, Lawrence Street Phase Three uh, started, and and now most of that trail system is is completed, uh, extending our opportunity for people to see our downtown area and to take in outdoor activities, which is great. Um, we hired a communications officer, which we have been asking for for I think at least three years of me being on council, and uh, and Mr. McLaughlin has has hit the ground running. He's been doing a really good job in uh, in sort of spreading some of our our corporate message and getting out into the community and getting involved in community events, which has been really good. Um, and then our 2024 budget, which we passed just last month. Uh, our first budget as a new municipality, um, we had a fairly robust uh, budget conversation, which was good. Um, and then I guess at the the last piece of that would be our rebranding and our, our logo, which we've been waiting for for this entire year. We're the municipality of Tantramar, and the, the, you know we still have the town of Sackville website, Sackville email addresses. So all of that is going to change in 2024, which I'm looking forward to. Okay. Um, one of the big things I wanted to ask you about is the, the state of the Chignecto Isthmus. Now, this is not something that you control necessarily, but you've been active in, uh, I guess, the calls for making sure something happens to protect it from, you know, catastrophic storms, that sort of thing that we might see increased frequency of now. Um, can you, you know, I know you went to the Canadian Senate, you, you spoke at a Senate committee hearing. Um Give us an update on, you know, from your perspective, what's happening with the isthmus. Um, well, first, I'll start by saying that I've most of the conversations I've had have involved Mayor Kogan from Amherst. The two of us have met several times. We're both on the same page about um, discussing the isthmus and its impact on our communities. So, you know, just a, a shout out to the mayor of Amherst for being so supportive of, of everything. You're sort of making this a team effort. Absolutely, and I and I think it needs to be. Um, you know, it is a it, it's a national concern, arguably a national concern. Um, but with our two communities being most heavily impacted by a potential breach, um, it needed to be a team effort. Plus, the provinces of Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, of course, is where the Chignectoismus lies. So, um, having us as municipally elected officials at the local level being involved in that conversation um, as a team effort I th- makes a lot of sense, and it's it's worked well for us. Um, it, it's been I, honestly where we are right now with the Chignecto Isthmus is we're waiting. 
Um, and it seems like we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. So uh, over the course of the year, David and I, Mayor Kogan and I have, have been um, uh, meeting with whoever we can, having conversations with whoever we can. We went to the Senate, um, to a Senate hearing, um, which we were invited by Sen- Senator Jim Quinn from New Brunswick. Um, but honestly, right now it, we're just waiting. You know, I read a CBC article that the work for the Isthmus is still underway. Uh, but as far as a municipally elected official whose community is on the front lines, I haven't seen any um, any updates. So it, 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 we're still waiting to see what's going to happen. There, there was talk of a, a meeting of uh, trying to get the various sort of, I call them technocrats, right? Like the engineers and the the people working in the Department of Transportation here and and in Nova Scotia and and at the federal level maybe to sort of get together. Did that happen, and do you think that was useful? Uh, It has not happened. No, it has not happened, so it was not useful. (laughs) (laughs) So, no. (laughs) It would be useful, I would think, because it would, um, uh, you know, the wood study was that came out for the Shiknectoismus a few years ago, explained a lot about what needed to happen with the dike system, proposed three options, but there's still a lot of conversation around what the proper way of handling the isthmus uh, and its potential flooding. Um, what, what, what are the proper uh, issues? What are the proper um, methods of dealing with that? Uh, and that, that full conversation I don't think hasn't happened, and there's there are pe- people who... Um, who believe that there needs to be a greater conversation about just what the Shignectoismus means for the area, but also what it would mean to flood. Um, anyway, so yeah, that, that conversation has not happened yet, but we're hopeful uh, maybe in the new year that it would, that we'll have that conversation. Okay. Um, now the, uh, you know, we're under, this is the first full year, well, the first year, I guess, of, of the town of Tantramar. We have a new council set up, uh, new structure, new procedures going on, um, you know, and there's a, you know, a, a number of new councillors, but that sort of happens all the time anyway. But the the new structure, you know, I guess I wanted to get your, your take on, you have committee of the whole meetings every month where you uh, ostensibly discuss issues. There's like a little more room for discussion there. And then a regular meeting every month uh, where you vote and pass resolutions. Um, how is it going? Um, I wanted to ask on two fronts. Like, do you feel you're getting a lot of, like, is the council engaged and having good discussions? And also, are you hearing from the public enough? And do you think that you get enough public participation in those meetings? Um, I think at the beginning of the year, because it was new, uh, now it would be interesting to hear from new councillors how they think about it. Um, But people who have been on council before was a little bit of a change for us. Um, with the committee of the whole, as opposed to liaison positions, for example. Um, the beginning of the year was a, a, just a, a learning curve and kind of trying to figure out how it would all work out. But I, I think, you know, mid-year, I think the council hit their, like council and staff hit their stride. The reports coming in from um, from the departments were more fulsome. The conversation was being held, I thought, was uh, was much better. Um, I think that council has been fairly engaged in discussion. Um, that's what the committee, the whole meeting, is for, as opposed to at, like that opportunity to ask all those questions that you need before you get to your your business meeting at the regular council meeting. Um, I think the discussion has been pretty good on most topics from council. 
we'll see how things go in the new year. It's always it's a tough question to answer because every council is every council meeting is different. The material that you cover is different. Maybe a topic comes up that doesn't require discussion. Maybe uh, you know, and you know, you'll ask the question: Does anybody have anything to say? Everybody stays silent because maybe it just makes sense, or maybe the reporting from staff is is that good that we feel confident in making a decision at the regular council meeting. Um, but yeah, like I said at the beginning of the year, I think it was just a little uh, different, and we needed to kind of figure that out. But I think it's it's gotten much better over the course of the year. Um, uh, there is still an opportunity uh, to look at our procedure and organization of council bylaw. Um, it was tough to do in our first year because we had so many other things to deal with. Um, maybe in 2024 there'll be that opportunity. I mean, I would say, and I, I will, I will easily admit selfishly, um, as the mayor, I don't like the I don't like to vote. I think that that being that being written into our procedure and organization of council bylaw from the province um, was not good. I don't I don't like that. I don't mind breaking a tie if I had to. I, I think that that's much better. Or if I wanted to speak on an issue, I could step out of the chair. The deputy mayor would step in, and then I could speak on an issue and uh, and vote. But I don't like voting on every topic. I I feel. I feel that council needs to uh, be the lawmakers. I mean, I know the mayor has a role there, but um, I think that council needs to be the one to make those decisions. And if if it's there's a requirement of a split vote decision, then that's where the mayor's role needs to be. But again, that that's what's written now. And if we have an opportunity, we'll look at that in, maybe in the new year. Um, now, what about what about public participation? What about the you know what you're hearing from the public? There's been a couple meetings with with like a lot of turnout. You know, I'm thinking like the development project around uh, John Lafford's building, like you know where we see the construction crane in 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 Sackville. Um, it, that brought out a lot of people, and there's been other issues. Uh, do you do you see like a healthy engagement from the public? Well, I guess I'll, I'll compare it to previous years. Like my, my seven years of being on council, it's pretty much what it was. Um, if there's a major topic, you know, I, looking back in the past, let's say uh, when we were looking at bringing the Cougar tank um, or when it was offered to Sackville to the Memorial Park, that was a, a very contentious issue or not contentious, but divisive. Um, so we had a lot of people there. So when a big topic comes up, we get a lot of people come out to council meetings when it's just you know, regular business that we're attending to, you may not get anybody. You might get one or two people. Um, but I would say that the participation from the public is pretty much the same as it's been for the seven years I've been on council, um, physically, in council chambers. Um, I guess not being in the mayor position before, I didn't know how often I would be contacted by people who live here. But I get regularly, I get emails, sometimes phone calls, but certainly emails every day, even on weekends, um, from people who live here just asking questions about everything from roads to budget concerns to uh, snow removal, like you name it, I, I, get, I get emails on a consistent basis. I, I'm not sure, I'm not speaking for other, for other counselors, I'm not sure how much engagement they have. But we've, I've certainly seen uh, outreach from people who live in Tantramar. Okay. All right. Um, now, 
looking ahead to 2024, um, what, like, what do you think are, I mean, of course, Tantamar, we're part of the world. We have the same issues here that everywhere else has. Um, when you look, you know, ahead to 2024 and what this council might be dealing with and, and beyond what the council might be dealing with, what the community is dealing with, what do you think are, are the, the key issues, you know, that, that are the community is facing? Uh, well, first, I would change the word issues to challenges. Um, I like that word better. Uh, and the reason for that is because a, a challenge is still challenging. I mean, there, there's work to be done on, a, on something that challenges you or your community. But there's always the, op- the uh, there's always opportunities that are presented. But I would say that a lot of the the challenges that would in 2024 would be the same as they've been in 2023. Um, healthcare and housing, those are the two big ones. And healthcare um, has gotten even more concerning for people who live here just in the, the past few weeks, right? As we continue to lose doctors, as we continue to have concern from people who live in our community about healthcare delivery, um, I think 2024 healthcare is going to continue to be a big concern for for people who live here um, as far as like governance and operations for the municipality we uh, we have an, a part to play there we support like the rural health action group for example um, if there's any uh, any conversations that need to ha- happen with the provincial or federal government around this concern then you know the municipality can step in and issue, write a letter or talk to the minister or or whatever so, but I think that the healthcare is one of the big, big topics. And then housing, again, like 2022, it kind of started, people started having that conversation at a municipal level, like, hey, Sackville, former town of Sackville, do something about housing. Mm-hmm. Um, here we are, 2023, municipality of Tantramar, we need to do something about housing. 2024 is going to be the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where are people going to live? Like we have, you mentioned it already, we have a development that's going up. Those apartments are all going to be taken, so there's still and there's still a need out there for more. Um, how do we increase people coming to our community? How do we increase businesses to to be here? All of that is is dependent on healthcare and housing. We, people need to come here, have a place to live, and they need to be able to see a doctor. So you know it all ties into uh, to a challenge for the community in 2024. Um, I had some other notes too. Oh, I guess also. Um, uh, uh, bylaw revisions we've been we've been working on that in 2023 again in 2024 getting staff capacity and and time to be able to go continue to go through our bylaws so that we are coming together as a municipality of Tantramar and not having bylaws for two communities um, that will also be a challenge just because we have everything else we have to deal with um, you throw on top of that trying to get through some of our bylaws that will be That'll be something that uh, that'll be a challenge in 2024. All right. Well, thanks very much for your time, Mayor Black. Um, yeah, it, this you know this will be broadcast at the end of the uh, end of the year. So happy New Year to you. Thank you. You too. Thank you. That was Tanchamar Mayor Andrew Black in conversation on this holiday edition of Tanchamar Report. Stay tuned this week and next for more conversations with local leaders looking back at 
Hi, I'm Marcia, and I'm at Cranewood. Right now, you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in beautiful Sackville, New Brunswick. Special weather statement. Significant freezing rain is possible on Friday. Locations, southern New Brunswick, except for the Fundy Coast. Freezing rain duration, possibly exceeding four hours. Time span, beginning early Friday morning, then changing to snow later Friday. The track of the low pressure system potentially causing the freezing rain is very uncertain. However, a prolonged period of freezing rain is certainly a possibility on Friday, and the public is advised to monitor future forecasts. Please continue to monitor alerts and forecasts issued by Environment Canada. To report severe weather, send an email to nbstorm at ec.gc.ca or tweet reports using hashtag nbstorm. And now the weather. Today, cloudy, high plus 5. Tonight, cloudy, rain or freezing rain beginning this evening, then changing to flurries after midnight. Rainfall amount 2 millimeters, low 0. Tomorrow, Thursday, cloudy. 30% chance of flurries early in the morning, becoming a mix of sun and cloud near noon, high plus 2, UV index 1 or low. Thursday night, increasing cloudness, low minus 4. Friday, freezing rain or snow, high of 0. Friday night, snow, low minus 1. Listen for the radio uh, CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville. Every Thursday from 9.30 to 11 a.m., the St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church hosts a drop-in playgroup for families with children up to the age of five. Toys, activities, and a healthy snack are provided to kids, with coffee and tea provided to caregivers. All are welcome to come play or chat in the lower hall of St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church at 36 Bridge Street. For more information, call 506-536-3663. Blind Forest Books and Tantrum Art Terrascopes, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9. Why, thank you, Miriam, for that lovely introduction. I hope you and your loved ones had a wonderful holiday time or are currently still having a wonderful holiday season. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy last week of 2023 and happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Late Morning Show here on CHMA. You just heard from Onver with your top of the hour weather. Thank you for that, Onver. And before that was a special edition of your CHMA Tanchamara Report, courtesy of Erica Butler. So many thanks for doing that. I am your late morning host, JC, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick, broadcasting live to all of you beautiful CHMA listeners from the third floor of the Wallace McCain Student Center. All right, the time is 9.19, 
And I have a singular local announcement for you before we keep this show rolling, the morning show that is, with some awesome tracks that we have planned. So, dive into the new year with a splash at the 31st annual Polar Dip on January 1st at Palmer's Pond in Dorchester. Come to jump or just to watch. This event starts at 1 p.m. And there's a prize for best costume, so start planning now. You can register your sponsorship sheet by emailing admin at station8nb.ca. All proceeds go to the Dorchester Fire Department and the Station 8 Community Food Hub. Following the Polar Dip, you can head on over to the Keeler House Museum on 4974 Main Street for the Dorchester New Year's Levy, happening until 4 p.m. You can stop on by and meet new friends, neighbors, and visitors, and warm up after the Dorchester Polar Dip with some soup, chili, and sweets. All are welcome, and everything at the Keeler House uh, for this event is free. All right. I will be back after a few awesome tunes uh, with some more local announcements. But in the meantime, up next, for your listening pleasure, for your ear entertainment, we have Margie Rosenthal and Eileen Safian with The Ballad of Judah Maccabee. Enjoy. There's a Maccabee in Modin whom I would love to see. He fought with Mattathias to make our people free. Oh, the mighty Syrian army was better armed than he. But if you'll recall, he whipped them all. That's Judah Maccabee, Judah Maccabee, a brave and noble warrior, was Judah Maccabee, Judah Maccabee, a brave and noble warrior, was Judah Maccabee, Judah Maccabee, Judah Maccabee, a brave and noble warrior, was Judah
Judah Maccabee, a brave and noble warrior was Judah Maccabee. Judah Maccabee, Judah Maccabee, a brave and noble warrior was Judah Maccabee. Though by Syrians far outnumbered, Judah's faith was never dim. And he rallied to the challenge, strong of courage, heart, and limb. Then with strategy and cunning, he made Jewish history. In a move so bold, he knocked them cold. Our Judah Maccabee. Judah Maccabee, Judah Maccabee, a brave and noble warrior. turn everybody we've a mighty task to do for it's us that judah fought for yes i do mean me and you we must tend the fire of freedom and the flame of liberty keep it burning bright it's a precious light says judah Judah Maccabee, Judah Maccabee.